You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and it is time for a really good episode. I have prepared some good stuff for you today, and it really does come out of this place of listening to my followers, listening to the things that you say to me, both in Instagram DMs and Facebook messages, in emails, whether you're in my courses or my mastermind, there seems to be this common theme. And it's a common theme amongst us all, even myself included. And it really is this feeling of overwhelm, anxiety, there's not enough hours in the day, feeling like you're constantly failing, never getting ahead, never doing enough, and feeling like, is this really what entrepreneurship is all about? And it's this frustration. And we're always out there searching for the best system, the best method, the best framework, the best teachers. And I've learned a few things over the last two months specifically that I want to share with you today. And so we're going to really talk about time management from a totally different angle. And I'm actually going to teach you something that maybe you've never thought of before. Now, before I do that, I want to set the stage for today's episode. About two months ago, the network marketing company that I partner with and have, that's where I started my career, the company is called Body. They were formerly called Team Beachbody, made the transition in February of 2023 to Body, and they partnered with one of the top motivational speakers and trainers in the world, Brendan Burchard. He is the author of High Performance habits. He's the creator of an app called Growth Day. And in the fall, we launched a new platform, a new service that we could provide to customers. And that's the Growth Day app. And if before you just go out and grab the, the app, the link to the app and download it, make sure you visit the show notes and use my link to try out Growth Day for the next 30 days. And when you do that and you use my link, I actually have a 30-day growth group that I'll add you to. So if you are looking for a way to, and you're going to hear me talk about a lot of these things today as I'm going through this training. If you're looking for a way to create a solid morning routine, to have an evening routine, to be more reflective, maybe to raise your level of self-awareness, you know, what is causing you to be disorganized? What is causing you to feel out of alignment or anxious or that you're never getting enough done in your day? I have found that the Growth Day platform helps me with a morning, solid morning routine, setting myself up for success. It's helped me implement and learn what a 
evening routine should look like. It's also given me training in one place. So I go into the learn section and watch trainings while I'm getting dressed in the morning or driving in the car, cooking dinner, baking cookies. You know, it's a really a great place for me to fill my entrepreneurial cup and to know that I'm getting mentorship by some of the best motivational teachers and trainers in the world. And I love that because Brendan Burchard has really orchestrated this lineup of trainers that's world-class. And so it's for those of you that are trying to develop a routine and trying to decide which teachers do you want to follow or listen to, go into Growth Day. It's a really great place to start. And it's shifted so many of my current customers and women that are doing this 30-day growth challenge. They're already seeing a transformation in their life. So check it out. Join my 30-day growth group by using my link in the show notes. Now, I'm telling you all of this because I want to share some of the things I've learned over the past 60 days. And I'm going to walk you through some key areas that I've made some adjustments that are allowing me to show up with a greater sense of joy, purpose, fulfillment, and are really allowing me to feel in a flow. And isn't that what you want? You want a business that actually feels good. It's joy-filled. It's fulfilling. You feel like you're working in your strength zone and you're making an impact. And the best part is you're making an impact and you're making an income. And for network marketers, this can be a significant or it can be a supplemental income that can be life altering. You know, for me, my direct sales business started out as something that was fun, something where I felt like it was a challenge. If I could change one person's life the way that I had been changed through the company's products, then I would be happy and fulfilled. As I got in the doors of the network marketing business and I saw these recognition graphics and rewards trips and these amazing first class vacations, these communities, these teams, this summit recognition, all of a sudden it lit this fire inside of me. And I wanted to, I wanted it all. I wanted the rank advancements, the bonuses, the trips, the incentives, the onstage speaking engagements. I wanted to pay off the debt build the house, all of those things. And guess what? I did that within the first three years of opening up my network marketing business. I climbed all the way to the top, achieved the things on my vision board, and I uncovered my passion for helping other women create scalable and duplicatable systems for their network marketing businesses. And today I coach hundreds and thousands of network marketers across all industries, how to grow and scale their network marketing businesses. People from all around the world come to me to learn my systems And I love that. But at the cornerstone, I can give you every system, every process. I can walk you through automations, delegation, hiring help. But none of that matters if we don't manage ourselves. And that is what we're going to talk about today. High performers, high performers, they don't respond to their day. They react to their day. So often in my career, there have been times where I, before I knew a lot of these tools and strategies, 
I would wake up and the very first thing I would do is check my phone, look at my emails, look at my Facebook messages and Instagram messages and scroll through social media before I even got out of bed in the morning or before I did my personal development. And I was starting my day with everybody else's problems anybody that a team member that needed a link or an FAQ or how to send an invite or how to respond to this objection or, oh my gosh, I need to talk to you right now about my business. And so I was showing up in the morning. And if you think about it, it's like that deep breath that you take, your pit in your stomach and your heart's already racing. I mean, my cortisol was through the roof by 5.15 in the morning when my alarm was going off. And that was not serving me. And I quickly realized that in order for me to show up as my best self, I needed to make some changes. And so these are the changes that I've made. And it's not about having the perfect system, which I also find that that's a big challenge for a lot of you and a lot of the people that I work with is they're in search. They come to me because they're in search of the perfect system. Give me the perfect framework, the perfect onboarding, the perfect recruitment framework, you know, the perfect leadership development series. And I can give all of that to you because I have it. I've built it. I've implemented. I've tweaked it. I've refined it, polished it. But if we aren't managing our own emotions and our own time, we can't ever execute those systems, those frameworks, because we're all up in our own brain. So the first thing that we have to do is we have to learn that there is no perfect system. There is no perfect way to manage your time. That is really important. There is a there is a system. So that doesn't mean we just chuck it out the window, but we also take it with a grain of salt. And I know you can't see what I'm showing you on the screen if you're listening to this right now, but my time blocker is my go-to. And every single week, yes, you you can catch me on Instagram doing my Sunday strategy sessions and planning out my week from my social media content to my time blocker and really being aligned to what I know my goals are and what I need to accomplish. But even with that being said, I still know full well that within every single day of the week, I am going to make adjustments. I know that my planning that happens on Sunday is going to have to be aligned based on what happens during the week. If I end up having an emergency and I have to shuffle my calendar around, I understand that. And so I know that sometimes there are going to be meetings that must happen. They are top priority. And then there are going to be other things that pop up in my calendar that I'm going to have to say no to because they aren't in alignment. So expectation is an important part of you being able to get to the next level in your business. It's understanding that there are going to be roadblocks, there are going to be obstacles, and that we have to be fluid in our approach throughout the week, yet we're fixed in our outcome. So one of the things I've worked really hard on in my specific morning routine is when I wake up, And each one of you are going to be different. Some of you have small, small children and your morning routine might be 10 minutes. Some of you, your morning routine can be an hour and somewhere in between there. 
Whatever that length of time, I want you to look at the framework of what I do and then determine the length of time you have to devote to it. So when I wake up in the morning, the very first thing that I do is I walk to the kitchen. I walk to the kitchen and I make myself a glass of Energize. Even if I'm not going to work out right away, that stuff is life. Like I drink it every morning and then I take myself into my office and I'll sit down in my office chair with my devotional, my journal, my growth day app, and my to-do list and my time blocker. And I'll just sit there. I don't open the computer right away. And I just go through this morning process of opening up my app and writing down the three things I'm grateful for. The next thing that I do is I ask myself, what are the most important things that I need to get done today? What are the top three things that I want to get done today? And I'll look at both my to-do list and my time blocker and just make sure that those three things that are on my list are the top priorities. I will even gut check myself and say, are these things going to help me get closer to my goal? Yes or no. Once I do that, I set my, my, really how I want to show up through the day, right? My affirmations. I am a highly sought after business mentor and public speaker. I am confident in my leadership. I am confident in my content. I'm confident in my coaching. I also will write down things like who needs me on my A game today? And that's something that I have learned from Brendan Burchard, but I do that every single morning. I'm like, who needs me on my A game today? And I actually will go through my day and say, all right, my one-on-one clients, I want to be fully present. I don't want to be distracted. So what does that mean? I put my phone on do not disturb. I have one window open. I have a note up on my computer, a Google document where I'm taking notes. I'm a good listener. I'm asking good questions. I will visualize my one-on-one sessions with my clients and how I want them to go throughout the day. If I have a staff meeting or a team call, I'm going to visualize what a successful call is going to be. At the end of the call, I will be happy if, and then insert the things that I want to happen. I think about my energy level. I think about what I'm going to need to do throughout the day to sustain that energy and the food I'm going to need to eat. So I really sit down in the mornings and walk through my day. What does a successful day feel like? I'll get to the end of my journaling and then I'll listen to some personal development through growth day. I call it's called the daily fire. I'll listen to that. And if I have time, I'll also sit and read about 10 pages of my personal development book. And that changes. Sometimes I listen to my daily fire while I'm getting dressed or I'm driving in the car. It just depends on the day. But by the time I open up my phone and computer, I already am in a posture of preparedness. I am ready to show up for the day. I have anticipated some of the obstacles and I've set my expectations for the day. I know these are the things that I must get done. I am anticipating anything that could potentially go wrong and how I would handle it. And then I will tell you more often than not, I start my day And about a million things pop up that I never even planned or prepared or thought would happen. And that's okay. That is just a part of life. Remember, it's how you respond to things when they pop up that dictate your level of 
fulfillment, joy, and happiness in your day-to-day work. And you have to learn to filter incoming demands. I was having this conversation with a private coaching client last week, and I said, when, when there's a demand that's coming in, I want you to categorize it. Is it important and is it urgent? So when a demand comes in and you say, this is important, this affects my ability to reach a goal right now. And then if it's something, so that's urgent, it's urgent, it's timely, I need this answer by noon today or I'm going to miss a qualification. If that demand comes in and I say, wow, this is important to my goals and theirs, this is an urgent, it has a timeline that is today, I will stop what I'm doing and take the call or mentor the person. It's important and it's urgent. Here's the next thing. If a demand comes in and it's Sally and she wants to set up a one-on-one because she's going to lose her job in March of next year and she needs to plan out her goals for 2024. Well, that's important to Sally. And it's also important to me that I help Sally set up her goals for success, but it is not urgent to me. So it is important, but it's not urgent. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say to Sally, great, let's pick a time to get on the phone and chat. I may even respond to that message hours later because it is not, if I'm in my workflow and I happen to see that message pop in, I may let it sit there for a few hours until I'm done writing an email doing my social media posts, getting my stories, whatever it is I need to work on. And then I can message Sally and say, Sally, oh my gosh, that's awful that you're losing your job. I'm so sorry about that. But let's, I can help you strategize and game plan. And then you give her a couple of days and times that work for you. And you know that this isn't happening until March. So if your entire week, this week is jam-packed, there is no or there's no importance in doing that call this week. You could give her some assignments to do. You could give her a book to read. One of my favorites is called The 12-Week Year. It's how to get more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months. I read it every year in December. Highly recommend it. So you could give her some assignments, give her some things to get started on so that then she can work on getting some questions together in preparation for your call. So even though it is important, it wasn't urgent. Now, let's go to the next category. This is, again, the filter I run through. If something is coming in and it's not important and it's not urgent, meaning you get a message from somebody and they have a question about um, a workout and they have a question about the length of time that a workout is. And it's just a random question from a random person. It's not urgent. They just have a random question. It's also not important in terms of it's not earth shattering. You know, it's just not something that can wait that you should see a message like that come through and go, oh, when it's time for me to answer emails and messages, I'll just respond to that. What we do a lot of times is we just become so reactionary. We hear a ding, we hear a beep, and we respond. We're so conditioned to the sound. We have to start creating these these walls, meaning turn off your notifications, turn off any bells and whistles and things that might be going off to let you know you've got a message, an email, 
and notification. And that will allow you to say between the hour of X and X, this is when I do all of my messages. That is critical. That's mission critical to you having clarity and focus in whatever task is important and urgent at that moment. And it's also still serving people. You're getting back to them in a reasonable time. And if people can't respect that, then they're probably not your people. Also, the last one is something is important, right? Did we do that one already? Right? Something is important. It's not important and not urgent. All right. Not important, not urgent. A lot of times I delete those things. If it is not important, but urgent, right? I just, again, I really say to myself, is this something my assistant can handle? Is this something I can delegate? Is this something I can connect to somebody else on? So I'm always evaluating those specific things. And that's what I coached one of my clients through was really using that matrix to evaluate incoming requests. It's okay to let things sit in the inbox. I do it often. And sometimes I don't physically see messages until I actually open my phone. Right now, recording this podcast, my phone is turned upside down. All the notifications are off on my computer, not just because I'm recording a podcast, but because that's how I stay focused. That's how I stay intentional. I'm not distracted by a ding or a beep. I can stay 100% present in the moment. So that's a way that you can manage the distractions and you can manage the demands of other people. It's learning to set a healthy boundary. My people pleasers that are out there right now listening to this podcast episode and those of you that are building in the trenches of your network marketing business, a lot of times at the beginning, you just respond to everything when it comes in because you're trying to get the business off the ground. That's what really causes burnout is this, I have to be on all the time. There's also a guilt factor that goes along with it. We don't want to tell people no, because we don't want, we don't want to hurt their feelings or we don't want them to think we don't care or that their goals are not important. And by you waiting to respond or delegating a task or asking somebody else for help, that is just you showing other people how to create a sustainable business that it, you're not if somebody is offended that is a choice to be offended that is a choice you don't have the power to make somebody feel a certain way it all has to do with their own experiences that have shaped the way that they actually are. So we've talked about anticipation. We've talked about expectations. I've talked to you a little bit about how I pre-plan, how I actually show up and anticipate how I want the day to go. I do that. The other thing that I do is before I go to bed at night, and, and I do think that this is really important, I have this nighttime routine. I've talked to you about my morning routine at nauseum on the podcast, on social media, in emails. You know, no matter where you hang out with me, you hear me talk about morning routine. The one area of improvement that I have been committed to over the past couple of months has been the evening routine. I started to notice, I was having a conversation with my husband, Matt, in the kitchen this morning, and I said, oh, I'm so hungry today. And he goes, why are you so hungry every single morning? And so I started to tell him how one of the things that I've learned through Brendan Burchard's coaching, which I think everybody should have a coach, 
right? Whether you're in a mastermind or private coaching, or you do some sort of group, like everybody needs a mentor. And I'm listening to him and he talks about this evening routine. And he said, he follows this three, two, one method. And the method is three hours before bed, no food, two hours before bed, no work, one hour before bed, no phone, no technology, no screens. And that's the three hours before bed, the no eating, I can do that. But I will tell you, I am a habit person and I like a nighttime snack. So it is not easy for me not to eat three hours before bed. But the minute I understood why I shouldn't do it, it flipped a switch. I scientifically, I understood the assignment. If you want to have a good night's sleep and you want your body to rest, and why do I, let's even drill that down deeper. Why do I want a good night's sleep? Because I want to be able to show up the next day with energy, with mental clarity, with excitement, with confidence. I don't want to have bags underneath of my eyes or feel puffy. And the only way that I can do that is if I get a good night's rest. So I want to feel really good when I show up during the day. So this takes me back to the evening routine. So three hours, no food, because you want your body to focus on restoration and, you know, just repairing your body. You don't want your body to be focusing on digestion. It disrupts the quality of your sleep. Three hours before bed, no food. Try it. It really makes a big difference. Two hours before bed, no work. Now, I have to actually look at my calendar and say, this is going to be the last time I check in for the night. I've been working on this. I told my husband I'm about 50% of the way there. But when I follow this formula, I feel awesome. So it is definitely smart. So I finish up two hours before bed, no work. Now I sit in the sauna. I take a bubble bath. I hang out with the family. Sometimes we watch a show. I'm getting things ready for the evening. I'm doing my evening journaling. And then one hour before bed, no screens. This is where I do my evening routine. I'll journal, I'll read a book. I will, sometimes I'll shift my bubble bath to that last hour of the night. I drink my tea, Matt and I have a conversation. I chat with the boys and then I go to bed. This process, this evening, three, two, one, game changer. Try it. If you wanna be more productive, better evening routine. And then the icing on the cake. Did you know the most important five minutes of your day is when you go to bed, right before you go to bed at night, five minutes before you go to bed. And this is why the most important parts of your day, instead of crawling into bed and reciting all the things you didn't get done. Oh, I forgot to send that email. Oh, I forgot to, you know, work on that copy. Oh my gosh. I forgot to follow up with so-and-so. I forgot to put the laundry into the dryer. If you start replaying all the things you didn't do, all the things you failed at that day, You are programming your brain to think about those things all night long. But if you climb into bed and you lay there and you state the three things you're thankful for, the things that you're proud of during the day, the things that went really well, the conversations you handled well, maybe it was an argument with your spouse and you responded in at your highest self. Let's acknowledge that. Let's really think through those last five minutes of the day What did we accomplish? What are we proud of? And for me, I am, if any thoughts come in of things I need to do or things I didn't get done or where places that I fell short, I delete it from my brain. I actually physically say delete, delete, 
and I delete it. I redirect my brain to think about positive growth-minded action steps. That has been a game changer. If you want to be more productive, have a wind-down routine. There is nothing worse than going from emails in your bed to shutting the lid of the computer to closing your eyeballs and thinking you're going to get a good night's sleep. Your brain is like wired wired. So I want to challenge you on that. The other thing when it comes to managing ourselves and managing our time is also really saying, okay, I'm doing this morning routine. I'm doing this evening routine. I'm visualizing my success throughout the day. This feels like a lot. Sure. It sure is a lot, but I feel empowered when I show up in my day. I started doing another task. It's called my Friday finishers. And this is not a term that I created. Again, I've adopted this and learned this from Brendan Burchard. Every single week, I go into my plan section of growth day and I will write down my Friday finishers. So many of you say, how do you get it all done, Melanie? Like you run two businesses, you're super busy, you're everywhere. How do you make it happen? Well, here's how I do it. I am so clear at... On Friday afternoon at five o'clock, these are the things that must get done. On Sundays, I write them down. I then make sure I have action items in there. So if I want to have all of my landing pages over to our web developer by Thursday at noon, when is that stuff being blocked out throughout the week? That's a Friday finisher, knowing that I want those web pages done and over to the web developer by Thursday at noon, that's on my Friday finishers. Then I can go back and assign the tasks in my calendar throughout the week. Those are core activities. Have you ever heard the story or heard that sort of analogy of if you put big rocks in a jar, it fills the jar up fast. And then what you do is you put in the little rocks and you kind of shake it up and everything settles. Then you pour the sand in and you can get a lot into a jar, right? And so it's a reminder that you have a lot of a lot more space in the calendar than you think. But if you put the marbles or if you put the smaller rocks and the sand in first, you can't fit as many large rocks into the jar. I want you to think about your business and life the same way. Your goal is always to put the big rocks into the jar first. Those are your Friday finishers. Your Friday finish, they have to be mapped out in the calendar. Then you can put in the little rocks. The little rocks are the smaller things. They do help you get to the goal, but they're not as massive and important and urgent as the larger rocks. And then the sand goes around it. That's responding to your messages. It's just your comments. It is checking into your groups. It's just sort of the day-to-day mundane operations that need to happen. When I started doing these Friday finishers, everything changed for me. I started to feel so much more effective. I also started to look at my work week from Monday to Friday, not Monday to Sunday. And then I wasn't working seven days a week because I was really saying, let me get it done by Friday afternoon and give myself some brain breaks on the weekend. My boys are 12 and 14. When they were little, and my husband was working full-time, I had to show up seven days a week. Why? Because it wasn't humanly possible for me to get it all done in five days. I was working a very non-traditional schedule. But today, I do have 
eight hours a day to sit in front of my computer and work my business. It is my full-time income. And it's because I've worked my way to that spot. That also means I should be disciplined enough not to waste time so that it doesn't spill over into the important parts of my weekend. So I encourage you to do that as well, making sure that you've got your Friday finishers. All right, my next point that I want to make on you showing up and being your most productive is this concept called Meds RX. Again, got this from Brendan, adopted it. It's been very powerful. And I'll tell you, this is one of the reasons why I am the high performer that I am. This is why I am obsessed with what I eat, with an anti-inflammatory diet. You hear me talk all the time about my supplement routine on my Instagram, and I am obsessed with it because there was a point in my life in January of 2021 where I had spent years in therapy to work through my chronic anxiety and people-pleasing. I had gone through a year and a half of intense therapy, and I, at the end of the year, found myself in a puddle of tears on the floor of my office, crying and actually slightly depressed. I remember thinking to myself, I am spending so much time, so much money into feeling better. Why do I not feel better? And that is when I was introduced to an amazing woman. Her name is Josie Phillips. She's the functional farm D Josie on Instagram. And she changed my life. We did a virtual consult. I'm in Pittsburgh. She's in Springfield, Missouri. And she did a ton of testing. We started an anti-inflammatory diet. And within the first 30 days, my mental clarity had improved. My brain fog was gone. My digestion had been much more regular. I was happier. And I decided that I was going to continue to live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. And so I worked on my mood swings, my hormones, my chronic fatigue syndrome, my irritable bowel, my leaky gut, all of those things. And then over the course of the past you know, couple of years, as I've been learning from high performers, they talk so much about the importance of your sleep, the importance of your exercise, the importance of the quality food that you eat. And one of the things that I've learned is that whatever I eat is going to affect my output the next day or within the next three days. So alcohol does not serve me. I don't feel good. I wake up with a migraine. I usually have heart palpitations and can't sleep at night. And even though I love a good cocktail, I genuinely enjoy it a lot. I know that it doesn't serve my highest self. And my highest self is using my time wisely, is creative, is getting the work done so that I can be present in the evenings with my family. And so I've chosen to really think about what is going to support the kind of output and the kind of person that I want to be. It is not alcohol. I will tell you, it is not alcohol. I am not a good mom because I'm short and irritable and tired and cranky. I am not a good, uh, I'm not a good CEO because I'm not creative. I'm sort of blah. I'm not motivated to do things. It's not going to serve me. Even though I enjoy it, it doesn't serve my goals. That may sound extreme, but that's truly my, that's my truth and what works for me. Nutrition. Yes. Love cake. 
love cookies, love sweets, love dessert, love food, but I'm no longer going to eat the things such as gluten or dairy that are making me feel, again, anxious or bloated or fatigued. And that's what those foods were doing. I started focusing on a whole clean anti-inflammatory diet. And again, my mood, my energy throughout the day was sustained. I didn't have these up and ups and downs and crashes. And I was feeling better. So again, if you want to show up and you want to live your best life and you want to perform at a high level, you want to achieve the vision on your vision board, you're going to have to make some changes. And they might not be things you want to do, but the reward is you get to the goal. And so for me, it is all about looking at the life I would desire to live and being the person I need to be to get there. So yes, I exercise five days a week. It might not be like I used to do insanity workouts in my basement that were 45 minutes along and high intensity cardio. It's a yoga class. It's 25 minutes of T25. It's a walk in the neighborhood. My life might look a little different and the workouts I do might be different, but I will tell you, I still show up and take care of me. I also drink a ton of water. I like my nutrition, my food, my sleep, that supports my highest self. If you are showing up every single day, feeling anxious and overwhelmed and behind, Sometimes you got to look at things like your exercise and your nutrition and your habits. It's not about, do I have the perfect system to manage my day? Do I have the right time blocker? Am I using Google Calendar or paper and pencil? Sometimes it's actually more on a granular level. Are you actually eating so you have sustained energy so you can get the work done? Are you taking enough breaks throughout the day to keep you creative? Are you drinking enough water so that you aren't foggy and you do have, again, the clarity to do the work in the time that you need to do? The last thing is performance edge and really accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish has a lot to do with keeping yourself in this hungry growth mode, surrounded by people who are growing alongside of you. So often um, over the past 12 years, I'm asked, you know, who is your mentors and who are the people you surrounded yourself with? And I will say that I am a, a learner. I read so many books. I am constantly reading books in areas that I want to improve, leadership, communication, boundaries, systems, processes, creativity, leading team to accomplishing goals. I'm reading books. I'm listening to podcasts daily. I'm also in a mastermind myself. I invest a portion of my annual revenue back into my business every single year. I am in masterminds. I go to live seminars and events. I am in coaching programs. I have a therapist. Those things, I understand that in order for me to achieve next level success and show up as I want, I can't isolate myself. Isolation is what allows you to slide out of this hunger and zest for something more. So my challenge is to you is to take a look at your life right now. And actually, instead of saying, how do I get a better 
you know, routine? How do I get a better system for managing my time? How about you start to look at areas you can improve? How can you start to make these small adjustments in your day, in your week, in your months, so that you're feeling more empowered and equipped to handle the obstacles and roadblocks that will show up in your day? It's not a matter of if they're going to happen. They will happen. They will. And preparation and learning and knowing you're not alone, those are the things that set you up for long-term success. Yes, the systems and frameworks, they work too. But the mindset, the preparation we do in showing up as our highest self is the only way we can then implement our frameworks and systems. That's the only way we can scale. We typically are the barrier to our success. All right, friends, I hope you found this very helpful and maybe opened your eyes to areas you can improve in your business and in your life. And as you are doing your reflection on the year, I want to challenge you to ask yourself, where can I improve? Where can I get connected and be close to people that have done the things that I want to do? Listen, I've got some big, big announcements coming in the next couple of weeks. So you want to make sure you don't miss a podcast episode. You are, you go over to my Instagram account at Melanie Mitro, turn on notifications. So you are notified when I make a post because there are some big things coming and you are not going to want to miss it. If you are looking for a way to get plugged in, if you are looking for support to scale your network marketing business, to grow it, to develop the confidence in all of the areas, this this, my friend, you want to be a part of. So I hope to see you over there on Instagram. Make sure you tag me. If you love today's episode at Melanie Mitro, head on over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review. It helps me to not only get out there to more network marketers, but I also love to just chat with you and hear what you love about the podcast and connect with my listeners too. All right. I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Women Inspiring Women podcast.